In this podcast, we do pilot episodes of popular TV shows with a dose of shenanigans along the way. I'm Dave. And I'm Ben. And this week, we are doing BBC's Red Dwarf. So sit back, relax, and don't blame the pilot. Don't blame the pilot. Dive it on fire. So sorry for putting you on the spot, David. <laughs> yeah, I know, but uh, maybe not not worrying about it. Maybe helped. I did it without even thinking. But you didn't, I'm, yeah. But I um because I've I've heard you do it a hundred and ten times. It's we'd say our names the other way around, though, isn't it? Yeah, I don't, like yeah. I had to think about my name, which is funny. <laughs> but I just hear it so much, and you know, in this song, I just I, I just thought it'd be a nice little start to the year, and obviously this is your show, David. You've been banging on about this for couple of years now yeah i know and it's been gifted to me by <laughs> our um our, our like, reddit moderator red, yeah, yeah our reddit moderator which is our slash gbtp podcast by the way and oh, um nice. yeah uh <laughs> um yeah i said as a thank you although it's a tiny thing we'll do whatever you want and it was two australian shows that we actually couldn't get and uh, and it's sort of feeling that red dwarf, and I was reading it going yes, and then I couldn't believe that you actually went for it as well because we never ever ever would have got to do red dwarf if it wasn't for this. No, never ever. So the I'm thing is, the buzzing. thing is that there's a lot of new shows that have came out. Yeah, but but we'll we'll, we'll get to them. But it's just a nice little start to the year. Yeah, yeah, and but, uh, yeah. How many times have I managed to get you to watch Red Dwarf in the whole time we've known each other? Never, right? Yeah, but I, I used to watch it. Well, uh, Laidler, our mutual friend, he uh, he fucking loves it as much as I do. Yeah, maybe more actually, because he likes the new stuff as well, which I don't. Right, right. But um, yeah. obviously, you're very knowledgeable of this, so I'm obviously I'm letting you take the the reins on this. Yeah, I suppose. I, I suppose I've kind of a lot of the times that we've talked about sitcoms um i always bring up red dwarf and i always bring up the uh, like the alter alternative comedy of the 80s you know yeah and red dwarf falls into that category only just minded i think it aired in um oh i know this it I've was got the, it here it was the right correct me if i'm wrong the day after valentine's day of 1988 it was 1988, yes. I don't know the exact date. Uh, well, let me have a look. Um, I think it's then. The 15th of February. <laughs> yes. I can't believe I remember that. It's so sad. So so the episode we watched, I was kind of worried it might be one of those shows that has like a separate pilot, but I don't think it does, unless there's one lurking around um, but this one's a Liverpoolian caretaker Dave Lister is sentenced to 18 months in suspension <laughs> suspended animation for smuggling his pregnant cat Frankenstein on board a spaceship Lister awakes from said suspended animation only to find that he's been frozen for 3 million years and the crew have been wiped out in a radioactive disaster now I th- I think that sounds like a really dark plot it does it doesn't fit the sick it's um so I don't know which who's responsible for what, right? But there's t- there's two lead writers on this show. I think they actually wrote the whole show. Okay. Uh, Rob Grant and Doug Naylor. Mm-hmm. 
as the name of the two of them and uh, they always had this in mind but one of them was the better uh, comedy writer and the other was good for making up the um, you know like the the premise yeah yeah. the situations the comedy. Mm-hmm. so funny yeah one of them wrote the situations the other would write the comedy and um, what happens from I think it's Doug Naylor that leaves and um, they still have the great premises but there's something missing in the comedy after season six in my opinion in a lot is, of people's that, opinion why he, was that why he left the he left out of pure integrity he was like we're, we're I think we've milked this a bit he was like well, it's done now it's done although it leaves on a massive cliffhanger and it went away for years anyway and they're like well let's bring it back and explain the end and he was he never did he still hasn't came back to this day because they keep bringing it back don't they it's still going is it? (laughs) yeah it's still going um it had i think it's had three or four seasons on dave which is like a um like a rerun channel basically in the uk if you don't know uh but or if it's not there it's uk tv you know some shit like whatever that family right they make it um, and it got a feature length special just last year it was 2020 but yeah because we were yeah. losing track of time didn't oh, we? yeah. yeah. <laughs> see this it gets all hazy for me after that but um, yeah. I watched the first series of the um, the, the reboot the UK TV so not the Dave special from way about that's fucking terrible but uh, the first actual series they did again and it was kind of it was good because they kind of took it back to basics. I think it was probably like a lot of old ideas they had for like the original premise of like the season one thing. So it's all very self-contained, and then it just gets ridiculous. And I just is, is it one of it. is it one of those things where the, the plot is always oh we're trying to get back to Earth, and there's always something that gets in the way. Hmm. I c- kind of some of them are like really bottleneck and like one of the best episodes to do is a bottleneck episode and uh where they're just like fighting for the life in an episode or something but like in a really pathetic way like the right. they're like the little ships kind of starbug you know the little green one starbug yeah do you remember right okay so there's there's two main ships right there's the red dwarf obviously the one they live on the main mm-hmm. one and the one that they go down a little planet on starbug ah right okay um that's not important really for right now <laughs> that's, cool. um, but yeah the best episode well one of the best episodes is one called Marooned where it's just Lister and Rimmer like the two main characters just stuck on a frozen planet and they're running out of supplies and they just talk all episode it's brilliant it's one of the best uh, and um, I think by season six they lose Red Dwarf completely so the the whole season is them just looking for Red Dwarf rather than like are they on a planet or they're on a different ship they're on the little ship they're on Starbuck oh, right. and they're, they're, they're limited su- limited supplies kind of thing they're the best episodes the ones all the ones where they're just on Starbuck in but my I, opinion I, I I really like this because I can't, I must have watched it a few years ago trying to because I used to watch this as a kid but yeah. I, I never I never really got the um, I enjoyed it, but obviously you don't, you don't get a lot of the humor when you're that young. Yeah. Um, for instance, I didn't understand why there was a random cat guy on the ship. I just accepted it. Yeah. You know. Um, and I and I knew the um, 
and you know the, the, the character was um, a hologram mm-hmm. but I, I didn't know the reason behind it I just thought you know with a lot of sitcoms um, I think Friends is one of them as well where you never like jump in at the start you kind of go halfway because it's on TV yeah it was a bit like that so I would go in and I just thought like oh this just happens to be this crew I didn't I didn't realise how they got there so this is the first time you've seen how they've got there Yes, I must have watched a different episode years ago because I, I found that really unbearable. But this was quite, this was alright. I, I enjoyed the um, I enjoyed the premise more than the humor. But I know you're going to say, oh well, it gets better and, and all this. No, I, I agree with you. I, yeah, I agree. Um, the um, the humor, it's not very good in um, particularly the first episode. Just yeah, cause it's trying to find its feet, isn't it? And it's setting up a lot. Exactly, and. Um, I've said this before, but even um, back then, anything like sci-fi and uh, like kind of cult, like and you bring in a live audience to it, like the audience doesn't really know how to react. So imagine that ended up with like a Big Bang Theory kind of audience that would just like laugh and scream at everything. Yeah, and it got it got so bad that they had to like they had to like pick people that weren't really interested in that type of show to come in and watch it. So, But, but they got rid of the laugh track at some point, didn't they? Uh, yeah, season seven when they brought it back. But there's there's two versions out there of the oh. same thing. So uh, the laughing, you can have it with the laughing track or without. Because I remember you used to really enjoying it without the laughing track. Mm. There's, there's one really good episode from that season um, where they assassinate JFK. Um, that's the best it's probably the only good one from that season really Ah, so season one's a bit of a naff season and then it finds its feet is that what you're trying to say no uh, some of the um, all the premises like are fantastic like take the comedy out of it right of of just the episode that we've just watched Mm -hmm. like okay I'm looking at it through rose tinted glasses you know what I mean I mean like I remember watching this when I was like three Right, yeah, but, very young as well. But um, it's a very elaborate premise for just a sitcom. It is, but th- that got me more invested than any other sitcom. Yeah. But I didn't find it funny in the slightest. No, it's not a funny episode. But the- I, I like the premise, though. I, I like the idea of... it's. Um, I'm not saying... It reminds me a bit of Moon, in a way. Yeah. I just took the plot. Well, I know the plot's different, but just the idea of being like isolated on a, a ship or a planet by yourself. Like, yeah. All you've got is like a robot or an AI talking to you. I think that's quite... Well, the, the scary thing about it is obviously they do it for humour as well, but there's no other like human life form apart from... No. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Um, two seconds. Ah. Is that better? Yeah, cool. Yeah. I, I lost one of my... Um, <laughs> one of my headphones when it wasn't working. I fixed it. Um yeah so um yeah that's all point right okay every sitcom's got a relatable character they kind of make it very simple for you because there's only one human so you have to relate to him yeah and it kind of tells you a lot about the target audience again alternative comedy was for young people Mm. sitcoms before that were like really typically for like families and old particularly older men and stuff you know and then and um believe it or not at the time as well uh, having like such a mixed race cast 
yeah, actually, actually pretty groundbreaking. I, I, I could imagine a lot of people whinging about if this came out today. Well, oh, it's too diverse, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're doing yeah, it, it for the. Yeah. But here's the thing. Uh, of that I didn't main, even notice it until you mentioned it. Well, of that main... Yeah, because it's like it's not a plot point. They just it did isn't, it. They're just characters that could be played by anyone, yeah. But at the time, um, so only one of them... You, you'd probably be able to tell, but only one of them is actually an actor. Or, or at the time, only one of them was an actor. The guy played... Rimmer. Yeah, the guy plays yeah. Rimmer. He did voices on Spitting Image in the 80s prior to this. I can imagine him being an actual, like a proper actor. Well, he did... Um, so he left to do the Tomb Raider films. As a villain, I'm guessing. No, he was the butler. No, no, no of course. Daniel Craig was the villain, wasn't he? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, he was the butler. Uh, so Lister, Craig Charles... He was a uh, um, DJ, wasn't he? Uh, no, no, he was. Well, he was famous. He was go- getting on TV as a poet, right? If you can believe that, he was. Um, he was like a sort of a um, like a civil rights poet. He was like right. like talking about like racism in Britain and stuff like that, like way back then. So he was already like a sort of. You know, like young people loved him, but they're controversial with adults kind of thing. And then he got cast as the main character in this. I d- and I, I can't remember how it, yeah. how it came about, but I think that, I think they probably just wanted like some straight, like likable kind of mellow, normal person. And they got him and he's fucking brilliant in it. Yeah. It's like, and uh, the is cat, the cat, uh, Danny John Jules. Yeah. He was, a, yeah. It was an actor, but mainly a professional dancer. I'm not surprised. Yeah, <laughs> he's uh, he's good. He's in he's in Lockstock, if you remember. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah he's in Lockstock, two yeah. smoking barrels. So he's got a little bit of acting chops on him, but he's mainly a professional dancer. And the the computer, he uh, he was a stand up. Norman com- Lovett. Yeah. yeah, he was a stand up comedian. Right. Um. Yeah, and that's where that's where they're all. From and and last thing, the American captain is live. Um, in this, he actually reprises his role in season eight, but he's in Aliens, the movie. So that so they got him as like as a bit of a weird cameo. I, I Cause, guess because this does have alien vibes in a weird way. Oh, of course, it's yeah, like it, it's all that sci-fi, isn't it? He's called Mac McDonald. Mac McDonald, <laughs> what a good name, Mac McDonald. <laughs> um. Oh. Yeah, what, what, what I found weird, because obviously I watched it as a kid, and mm-hmm. I was so used to being very small amount of characters, but there was there was a really big cast in this first episode. Yeah. And I can't imagine it being like that going forward. It was just that one episode that had loads of people in it. And yeah. um, you had one of the, the the Weasley dad, a young a young him, I can't remember his name. Oh, and he's called Peterson he was in a, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Doom the Coin thing. Yeah. But I, I kind of enjoyed those characters as well. I enjoyed the, the love interest. I know she just get brought back yeah. for a few things. But I kind of, it was setting up, even though I knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I didn't know, but I could kind of assume what was going to happen. Yeah. Those characters get killed or whatever. But I, I was kind of enjoying the crack of all the characters. Well, it could have been a t- it could have been just a, a thing in itself. Well, lucky for you, Baden, by season eight, uh, they are all back. <laughs> let me let me fill you in as to how ridiculous it gets. So, um, 
they find these like oh, I can't remember the name of them, but like the they're these like tiny AI things that can uh, recreate stuff you know like they repair things and recreate things and it gets a little sample of red dwarf and it recreates it but it recreates it like to its full potential like bigger and better so the crew's like 300 times bigger and then they get a, the majority of those original actors they're getting back in so the guy ron weasley's dad he's back in it captain hollister right. they're getting back for a whole season they get him in <laughs> and uh and then rimmer's alive again and then it's like it's uh but rumor has no um character development from all the other previous series seasons is that yeah because they go they go yeah. the, the rumor that they have learned to like live with yeah um is different is right? gone yeah he's yeah. gone so the, they get it's like the old rumor the absolute twat rumor so. I, I i did the, the gag of the hitch as a hologram mm-hmm. is is great it makes for a good uh like it's, easy cosplay well, the, kind of thing well yeah yeah there's, there's a lot of really cool um iconography like there's nothing bland about the show even little things i think it's a lot in the the visuals of yeah. things because there's there's no there's no gag with the hitch on him that's just like a visual thing that's just there that makes you laugh because so it's so cheap and tacky yeah because you know this is a low budget sitcom so right right hitch hologram um but little things like him putting the cigarette in his ear yeah i know like th- there's no gag in that that's just a, a cool little character thing yeah and i could imagine craig charles kind of I, I doubt that was in the script but there's a lot of it, yeah yeah and even the design of the ship which is really really cool yeah and th- there's a lot of i know the there's like a robot that comes into it doesn't it mm-hmm. and um uh, Crichton, isn't it yeah Crichton. and um and even he's got a great look he, he looks like them what is, there was like a pepsi ad in the 80s wasn't he i'm sure he's ripped from that max headroom yes <laughs> yeah that's got to be the gag hasn't it probably yeah probably yeah i never i've never thought of that yeah probably because, is max Hedrum because that was a massive ad back in the day mm-hmm. um back in the day as if we were alive then and uh yeah so there's a lot of these really cool little things that are like i feel like a lot of a lot of sitcoms kind of lack um i was watching i've been watched for some reason watching a lot of like visual video essays on like friends and uh-huh. how like they do a lot of that as well there's a lot of like iconography and obviously they've made merchandise off it as well you know like the little the little small painting on the door you know yeah. the window frame and the door, little things like that i think really add charm to something yeah yeah definitely and like um so y- you probably don't know this but the uh, the two creators of the show they hated the set and they had to use it for season one and two because they blew something ridiculous like 80 percent of their budget on the model work on the on the you know just the title sequence with the model that's ship that's what I mean your model work yeah yeah <laughs> they just they blew it on that like 80% of it and then in season 2 they had to like use mo- like 50% of their budget adding more shots with that model that they already had made and then um and like so they used the reuse oh, shots getting blown up or whatever yeah yeah, yeah the yeah. reuse shots from like season 1 all the way up to season 6 like just just but I think that adds to the humour even the AI yeah. is really janky yeah just <laughs> i think i think it gets better with time because it was like it looked shit back then but it wasn't like as a comedic thing it was like just a pure desperation but, but it adds makes it to funny, it yeah. Yeah. yeah um because even the doors aren't sliding properly like you can tell there's like a bloke on the other side trying to look slide yeah i know crossing. i know um <coughs> so um it wasn't very popular season one and two so why did it stay on well the just so happened that uh, the head of the BBC, or one of the heads, you know, 
maybe mm-hmm. of BBC Two, possibly whoever was in charge of that, was retiring uh, at the end of season two, and he could like in the last week that he was in the creators one of the creators went room just was like look you're leaving anyway can you just sign us on for another season and he literally went well i don't give a fuck so whatever <laughs> yeah do it. and he'd like he just did it just for the just because he was leaving and he'd like not because he liked them or liked the show yeah it was he nothing. just and then they went right we're gonna really really get this Go thing going us. and yeah. the the golden era of red dwarf is season God. three to yeah, three, four, five, and six. But, but some of the best things are made out of pure panic. Yeah, yeah. And just no money. And just like, right, we'll, we'll get some random non-actors in this. Because there's no one... Um, I, I, you could argue Craig Charles... Was Craig Charles actually famous in this time? In any particular way? Was this just, a, was, just for going on TV and doing uh, poetry? That was all, Right, that but, was but all it wasn't was. like a Will Smith case. No. Where it was like a somewhat famous rapper. No, no, no. Right, definitely it was nothing not. like that. So there wasn't any big names in this. There wasn't, like, star power in the slightest. No, no, they didn't get, like, somebody in later that had star power or anything. The The guy who plays Crichton was, like, did little guest bits on other sitcoms and stuff. He was in Bottom for an episode, this right. and that. But, like, nothing, you know, nothing really substantial. No, no. Um, they all... That's why they keep coming back, a lot of them. They're not, like... They're not famous for anything else, really. Well, None Craig of them. Charles for Robot Wars. <laughs> Which he fucking and he, hates. And he, yeah. had, and he had a massive stint in Coronation Street. Yeah, he did. He did. But that was, you know... But then, they brought, but then they brought Red Dwarf back properly. Got a new home on UK TV. And then it's like, well, we love doing it. So we're just going to fucking keep well, he, doing it. He was in Coronation Street. Yeah. For um, 10 years. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? He did 923 episodes. So he was, he was in there a fucking while. Yeah. I mean, yeah, God. Um, but if you if you were in his position, right, like... Yeah, absolutely. You could either do Coronation Street and maybe do a little bit of, like, celebrity game shows, you know, that kind of thing where you do it for charity, or you can be a fucking soul DJ once a week and then work on Red Dwarf. Like, what would you rather do? Like, yeah. Um, I mean, it depends on much you value money, I guess. But I know I'd rather uh, do the. But you can tell Robot Wars was just a paycheck to him. But like, that's such a cool job. <laughs> do you think he would have loved it? Really appreciated it in comparison. Oh yeah, absolutely. He clearly got asked to do it because he has a great like his you know, the Liverpool accent's like iconic with him, isn't it? Yeah. And Pe- um, do people from other countries even know what Robot Wars is? Do they even know? Th- th- there's an American version. Right. Okay. Is it called Robot Wars as well? It's called some. I think it's like. Do, do not quote me on this. It's called some like Battlebots or something like that. So, oh god! Right. Um, I, I'll, I'll find it. But um, I love how that's ridiculous and Robot Wars isn't. But whatever. Yeah, like the the both stupid. Uh, it's called Battlebots. I was right. That oh, was wow. a guess, by the way. <laughs> really. <laughs> ah, I was just trying like. Oh, I'll just think of something and then. <laughs> Okay, for um, yeah. for, the, for those who don't know what Robot Wars is, uh, in the nineties we had we had a show where like a f- mostly a father and son would build a shitty robot out of little parts and put like a fucking yeah. So so it's, it's just it's just robots fighting and th- that's all it is. And they used to do like um, like arenas and shit like that. But the thing is, like, like like you just mentioned there, you would have like you know father and son, and they would build this cute little robot. 
and then you go up against like these you know like cambridge you know like or like caltech students <laughs> designing this like absolutely using like you know high-end engineering and the, the dad's money to build this absolute machine and it gets like so you have this thing with googly eyes on getting absolutely speared <laughs> by something else and it was absolutely brilliant and then craig charles just made it because it was just like and circular lot and, and, and you have the house bots as well yeah so you had like circular lot you had matilda and they were just like iconic what are like it, it, it was it was a bit like WWE mm-hmm. robot. It was brilliant. You know the guy who used to uh, commentate on the matches. It wasn't Craig Charles. It wasn't right? originally. Uh, no, he ah. just he just presented the show. But this guy he sounded a bit like him. He does match of the day now, and he did a lot right, of the World right. Cup matches that were just ah, yeah yeah yeah. And I kept thinking, I, I kept. I imagine him like just gonna scream Sergeant Bash out of nowhere and you're like what but yeah yeah he's got one of them voices yeah but it's oh god it it was one of, it's one of those shows similar to Gladiator if you remember that David yes where you're like yes of course um, <laughs> where it's one of them ready. things that they've tried to reboot many times but for some reason it just doesn't work in, in today's world it's very of its time it's, I remember they brought back Gladiator but this is probably 15 years ago now but like it was new at the time but it was a very, it was a smaller set, yeah. Less crowd, like they tried to skim on the budget, and it just wasn't the same. But with Robot Wars, it felt like this big event, like the, you know, there was a massive crowd, and then you you go into like the the back back rooms where they, where, where you have people design the bots. And as a kid, it felt like this massive like fuck off hallway of people building bots ready for battle. And yeah. It probably wasn't. It was like a, a trick of the camera, but it kind of added to this whole like, oh my God. And it would be like knockout rounds and shit like that it was class. Um, we both went to see it live the same day before we knew each other. Really? Yeah. You went to the one in Newcastle, right? When it came around. I I never saw it. Oh, did you? I went to no. Robo. I, w- I, w- I went to see Robo was live. Of course you did. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> I'm that cool, and um, but the reason none of it works now is the same reason that Red Dwarf doesn't work now. It's all like it's too clean cut. You can't get away with like people don't appreciate the tackiness of things anymore. Like they used to. It's like the puppets that I don't appreciate. You know, it's like I don't appreciate that level of like tackiness with puppets. I don't know why. Even though they're like, there's so much craft goes into them. The, the raise of the Muppets. Yeah. Yeah. People don't realize that. Yeah. And actually, um, actually, Kermit's probably the worst made puppet out of them all. Yeah, well, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It's literally a sock with it. <laughs> Pig pug eyes. That's all it is. Yeah. Um, but uh, but it did. Yeah. It, um, it is still like well remembered. It's art. It's in a way, even though it's not been on the same channel, one of the longest running sitcoms in UK. Which oh, is oh, yeah, I, I guess technically, yeah, yeah. Um, they nearly got sued by uh, one of the members of the cast of Star Trek. Go on. Uh, so, um, and I've heard this from the horse's mouth as well. On TV, I haven't met him. But uh, Patrick Stewart was watching the BBC late at night and he was watching um, Red Dwarf came on. Right. And uh, he was outraged absolutely outraged and it was one of the episodes where the plot point was very similar to uh next one of the episodes of next generation and he was on the phone to his lawyer going like this you know like oh this is just crazy and he was he still had it on and he saw something that made him laugh 
Right. And he and he uh, he hung up on his lawyer mid conversation, and he sat and watched the rest of the thing, and then became a massive fan of it and watched all of it. <laughs> if he didn't like, it, he'd call everyone fat, wouldn't he? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but at least at least he thinks he has a sense of humour. I don't know. And um, so, yeah. So we we almost lost it so many times. Um, in fact, the only reason it got on the BBC again was because someone else at BBC was resigning and the, knew the guy. So it was just like, it was, they were really, really lucky to get it on because if you think there was nothing like it. Do you think if, let's just say, there was a free-for-all, let's say there was a limited amount of money yep. in the history of cinema and TV shows, yeah, and let's say anyone was able to make a TV show, Mm-hmm. Do you think there would have been something that came along that would be just the greatest thing ever? Or do you think the best of something has already been? Hmm. I think better I, I, stuff I, would, would exist. I guess to elaborate on the question, I'm saying, like, is the idea of studio intervention, mm-hmm. and it is important, I don't mean just studio intervention, but the idea of, right, you've got a good idea, but h- how about we mix it up? I'm essentially saying, like, you know, giving creative freedom to anyone. Mm-hmm. Which sounds like a good idea, but a lot of stuff are crafted in, you know, being fucked over by a studio, having, like, no budget, or your actors, main actors left, so you have to make the film without, you know, like, shit like that. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what I'm trying to get, get across. Um, it depends. Neither one or the other is better in every situation. You know? Like, would Star Wars be as good as it is if it had the whole budget all the shooting time all the actors they wanted everything no right limitations make for creativity mm-hmm. which is why you have something like Red Dwarf which has great premises episode by episode um, and uh, if George Lucas got his way with Star Wars then we wouldn't have fucking Star Wars no and that's end of that. That's that. It would have been like Rubbish. forgotten in time, like fucking anything. I don't know, Flash Gordon or something. Yeah. Oh, that's a bit harsh. Flash Gordon's all right. But you know what I mean? Um, it, yeah, it just would have been inevitably, inevitably shit. But then sometimes it's better to let, if people do genuinely have a good idea and you believe in them, or let's say in this case, you don't give a fuck about them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a bit like the Mighty Boosh crack, isn't it? Like, they just didn't give a fuck about that. So it's just like, well, we'll let them do it and put it on at one in the morning on BBC Three and see if anybody watches right. it. Yeah. And build a cult following. Because it was just so bizarre out there. You have to take a chance sometimes with things, you know? Yeah. And um, I think that's what's lacking now with things. There's just nothing, there's just nothing out there that really... Um, is super super different on like a terrestrial level you know like on the BBC or like ITV or Channel 4 well it's why I think Don't Hug Me I'm Scared is doing it's kind of taking that mantle at the minute it has yeah but it, it already proven itself that's the thing that's but maybe may, maybe YouTube is the new TV yeah maybe that's the evolution of it because YouTube anyone can do anything on it 
Yeah, the, yeah, maybe, maybe you made a good point. It's just feeding through different, isn't it? So there's no point in them taking a risk and I say making don't hug me, I'm scared from the get-go. Yeah. But it, not much of a risk when you already know it's got an established audience, you know? Yeah, and a massive one as well. Yeah. But it's, I, I mean, like, dedicated as well, not, not just, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Like, ridiculous. Um, But... You know, obviously you didn't have that in the late 80s, so yeah. it had to be out there. But reflected the time as well, there was loads of random stuff, you know. There's yeah. loads that took chance of loads of things. The 90s took chance of loads of things. I mean, God, we were really lucky with school when you think about it. Like some of the shows that were coming out, I mean, Shameless was fucking Shameless was great. Skins yeah. is like classic. The in-between is, is like arguably one of the best sitcoms that's ever came, you know, like yeah, stuff like that. There, yeah. And... Um, you know, that got its start on E4, like, late on at night, you know. It was, it was the golden age of Channel 4 when we were younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. I'm waiting for Channel 5 to have its golden age, but it's just, it's just not seeming to happen. <laughs> I'm surprised it's still going. Like, I don't know anyone who watches Channel 5. Oh, they've got that... Um, they had Big Brother on for a while, didn't they? Uh, they've got that Can't Pay, We'll Take It Away. People fucking love that. What? What's it? Uh, following Bailiffs round oh, right. oh so it's it's kind of turned into just reality schlock yeah yeah but as far as their original i don't know what they make original, original but but they could the the they're in a prime point to take a risk with something you know yeah but uh they just won't fucking do it you know maybe maybe it's sub-funded from abroad somewhere you know because they get a lot of american stuff and that i don't know yeah maybe um but they don't take a risk. I mean, it'd bizarre, it would be bizarre, right, for uh, Channel 5 to just cease to exist. You know, because I know we lost BBC 3 and BBC 4 for a bit and they're kind of back now, but like... Kind of, yeah. you got ITVX now as well. Yeah, it's just a rebrand of ITV Hub. It's, yeah. Uh, but it's better for it. It is better for it. It's just, just the idea of it, you know, like got people talking about it, just good... A uh, little advertising campaign, just like getting John Boy again. Yeah, um, yeah, and others, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but mainly John Boy Yeager, Yeah, um, works. Uh, iPlayer will just always stay as iPlayer, but it's BBC. It's public funded, so you can't be yeah, too. You, can, you can't, can't, really can't be too crazy anymore. Which is then begs the point of like, how did they get this made again? I don't know. I don't know what the budget was. I'd love to know, like relative to inflation. I don't know what the budget of Red Dwarf. Was, but it'll be nothing yeah Probably. sitcoms are cheap always have been yeah yeah they do get a bit more ballsy later I, I, I just put on while I was waiting for you I just put on like season 6 episode 1 or something like that and uh, they got these um, there's like these massive cockroach things that look like something out of a David Cronenberg film right uh, like I'm saying that because I just watched The Fly for the first time. For the first time, really? Yeah, I just watched it on uh, New Year's Day. Yeah, New, really? on the yeah, night of New Year's. What do you think? It actually, it like shook good, me it? to my car. I was on the edge of my seat. <laughs> it was it's really good. It's really good. That's um, another one similar to the thing where it's a remake from a schlocky B movie. Yeah, but just yeah. really good. But like a really good one, yeah. And um, I think the dialogue wouldn't to talk about the fly a little bit 
the dialogue's kind of really crappy, but because it's um, what's his name? Uh, come on, yeah, what, what's I the know, guy? I know. Oh, Tip of my tongue. Park. He's in Jurassic Park. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> For fuck's sake! <laughs> I can see it. his face. I know who it is. He's everywhere. Um. <laughs> I even know his name in Jurassic Park. Doctor Malcolm, <laughs> Ian Malcolm. How can I remember that and not remember the fucking actor's <sighs> name? Jeff Goldblum. Yes, thank you. Did you look it up? Or? Yeah, I, had, I don't know. It's, I, I've lost my mind as well. Cool. Jeff, Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, the way he talks in general is very unique, and just just all his lines come out like butter on warm toast. Yeah, which melt lovely. Even when he's turned into a grim fly. Yeah, no, it's great. But it was a fucking sick film. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I love all old um, practical effects and just the trying that kind of things they used to do to make things convincing. And a lot of that, again, is probably why I like Red Dwarf so much. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a lot it's of real. there's a lot of love went into this show. It's very it's very wholesome for. Uh, yeah, I could I could just, I could praise it all day. To be honest, I just I love it. Yeah. What do you think is the rating? Oh, I think if they finished it in the nineties, I think. But then again, because it's got such a cult following, uh-huh. it's got to be like eight point three. Probably doesn't deserve to be that high, but eight point three. Eight point four. Eight point four. Fucking hell. What do you think the first episode there is? Now, hmm, it's not a funny episode, but it's a very good premise. Mm, But then it's so beloved. 7.8. 7.9. 7.9 you're one off again wow under. Fair. You, you would have done well on the prices right <laughs> yeah <laughs> the rating is very wrong, well bitch. <laughs> <laughs> one over yeah um so it's a difficult one to say would you carry on I've kind of seen um no because I've got so much to watch but from from his podcast point of view yeah yeah I've already watched all of it so many times, um, but if you're going into it for the first time, um, season one to six, you can't go wrong. Uh, yeah, just great, rewarding. Gets better as it goes on. It's you don't often see things that like find the feet as they go, mm. and uh, this is one of them. And just gets rewarding as you go on. So yeah, I would totally recommend it cool it's sick and uh that's it yeah that's it first one first one of the of, uh, of the year uh-huh. only 53 how many weeks in the year <laughs> i don't know i've lost track is this a leap year i feel like we're having a leap year in ages oh i don't know well four years or whatever three years it might be it might not be i'm sure that wouldn't make a difference to how many episodes we do uh yeah, cool. So, um, our subreddit is um, r slash dbtppodcast. That's where 
this came from this episode uh, from a moderator uh, our our twitter and our tiktok are at dbtp podcast um, our facebook if you just google I don't know, well not google but just fucking search for don't blame the pilot and our instagram is at don't blame the pilot or and that's all one word no spaces no hyphens no hashes or anything that shit and that's it yeah so uh yeah we'll see you next week yeah take care everybody right. happy new year happy new year bye bye I didn't even talk about the music. Oh well, it's done. You know, while the credits are running out, do you know who does the guitar solo? In, it's in the uh, the revitalized intro. It's the guitarist from Roxy Music. I'm not sure we don't know who that is. No, you won't. Don't worry about it. All Bye-bye. right. Bye. <laughs>